It's the North Shore Vineyard Church audio podcast. I'm Chris Schroeder. Man, we had a heck of a holy week last week, starting last Sunday, going up through our Good Friday Mediterranean potluck. And if you missed out on that, boy, you missed a very spiritually engaging time with the community of this church. We had uh, quite a feast where we took communion as part of the meal read some scriptures concerning the passion of Jesus and took communion, did some worship. It was it was really a great time. And this message today is from our Easter service, which kind of wrapped up the week. This is called Waking Up to the Light of Christ. And this picks up where the last message left off. So let's head to the talk, North Shore Vineyard Church, downtown Covington. Thanks for listening. Well, I, I wanted to share that song this morning because it's just one that I've been writing the last couple of weeks, and as I have been reflecting over the stories of Lent and Holy Week, reflecting over my own journey with Christ, and I've just really come to see that the spiritual journey is really, and, and this, this becomes very clear even in the stories of Resurrection Sunday, that the spiritual journey is really something akin to waking up, going from sleep into wakefulness, going from blindness into sight. I've been curious for so many years when I would read the stories of resurrection. Maybe this has struck you as kind of strange. But in could be every encounter that we see. I didn't count them all, but in pretty much every encounter you see of a disciple with the risen Christ, they don't recognize Jesus. Have you ever thought that's kind of strange? (laughs) These are the people who have spent years with Jesus. They've been there for the Sermon on the Mount. They've been there when Jesus opened blind eyes, healed lepers, healed lame people. And yet... When they bump into the risen Christ, they can't recognize him. Now, I think there's two main reasons for this. One reason is that Jesus has undergone some sort of transformation. There's something in even his physical person that is a little bit different. Though he still bears the scars of crucifixion and the spear that went into his side, there's something different about him. But I think it's something else than that. We can only truly see that which we have experienced or which we are prepared to see. And on Resurrection Sunday, the framework that these disciples have been living in, even though they've been around Jesus all this time, even though they've, been, they've had the truth standing right in front of their face, they haven't fully understood the truth. And it will take an experience of the risen Christ to wake them up. They've lived in a framework as everybody else on planet Earth up to that point where no matter whether you're a woman or a man or a Republican or Democrat, rich or poor, one thing that everybody could agree on up to that point is dead people stay dead. They don't come out of the grave. 
but it is interacting, experiencing the risen Christ that they wake up, that their eyes are opened, not only to see Christ, but to see reality in a whole different sort of way. My favorite story of all of these resurrections accounts is the story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus that Judy just read to us a few moments ago. And I love this story because like so many of the other resurrection narratives, it reveals not only the glory of the risen Christ, but it reveals the playfulness of God. (laughs) It is kind of a hide and seek. You have two disciples that are walking away from Jerusalem, the holy place, the place where the Jewish people felt like this was the one place on earth in the temple where heaven and earth met. These are the disciples who had welcomed Jesus in just one week before as the Messiah with all the other people. The excitement was palpable. And yet all of that came crashing down on Good Friday. All of their understanding about religion and who Jesus was and how this thing was going to work out all came to a brutal and bloody end. And these two disciples are walking away from Jerusalem. They're leaving the holy place and they're grieving. They're disappointed. They're sad when they begin to be joined by a stranger. Now, we know who that stranger is. The the story tells us, but they didn't know. And I can imagine Jesus kind of walking up behind them, overhearing a bit of their conversation, and he walks up, hey, what are you guys talking about? And I'm like, really? Are you the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't been around for everything? Tell me more. (laughs) And they begin to say, we had hoped. We had hoped this Jesus was going to be the Savior. We'd hoped that this Jesus was going to be the deliverer of God's people. He was a, a, a wise teacher, a prophet. He was mighty in word and deed, but it was terrifying. It was awful what happened. The collusion between politics and religion conspiring to kill Jesus in a violent and bloody way. But Jesus says, Oh, you of little faith, so foolish, so slow to believe. And Jesus begins opening up the scriptures, the scriptures that were no doubt familiar to them. And Jesus started with Moses and worked his way up to the prophets and worked his way up to the very cross. And I love this little detail that that is in the story. They get to where they're going, and it says that Jesus acted like he had to go somewhere else, like he was going to continue on. Again, the playful side of God. And they said, Jesus, no, 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 come in. Stay for a while. So Jesus comes in, and as they're sitting at the table, Jesus breaks bread. And this is significant because it was just a few days before that Jesus broke bread and passed it around as he and his disciples celebrated the Passover. And he breaks the bread, he passes it around to them, says, this is my body broken for you. And he takes the cup and he says, this is my blood shed for you, the blood of a new covenant. Take these things into you, let them nourish you and remember me. And as I said last weekend, that first communion service it wasn't terribly meaningful for any of them because they didn't get what was happening. (laughs) But in this moment where Jesus breaks the bread, the light bulb begins to go off. 
It says their eyes were open. And as soon as they see Jesus as the risen Christ, he disappears. Hide and seek. But I love what they say to one another afterwards. Did not our hearts burn within us as he was speaking to us on the road? Holy heartburn, Batman. (laughs) Have you ever had a moment in your, your life? I mean, I think we all have. You have a moment where something is stirring you up on the inside. Something beyond your opinions and your biases and your prejudices and something at the core of your being that is beginning to resonate. If any of you happen to have a piano in your home, a cool thing that you can do with the piano is you can open up the lid to where you can look down at the strings. And if you begin, if you hold down the sustain pedal on the piano and you begin speaking to the strings or singing into the strings, it will sound like there's reverb on your voice. It's kind of cool. What is happening there is that the vibrations on your voice are actually causing sympathetic vibrations in the strings of the piano. I believe that this is actually a metaphor for what was happening with those disciples on the road to Emmaus as they encounter the truth external to them in the risen Christ, they also encounter the sympathetic vibrations of Christ within them. See, that's something about the encounter of truth. It's more than just inspiration. We find things that inspire us all the time, but we've seen oftentimes things that inspire human beings can sometimes actually be horrible things, like, you know, Hitler. But there's something much deeper when you actually have an encounter with ultimate reality, when you actually have an encounter with the truth that holds the world together. When those disciples are struck with grief and disappointment and confused about everything, Jesus begins speaking to them and something begins resonating on the inside. This isn't mere external truth. This is the resonance with truth that holds the whole thing together and its resonance comes from the word himself. And I say the word because When you go to the book of John, the opening chapter of John says, in the beginning was the word. It's actually a a word that is, the word translated word is actually logos. It's an ancient Greek word, word that had been around and used predominantly by philosophers for hundreds of years before it was used in the gospel of John. And logos means the organizing principle that holds the entire universe together. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everything that has come into existence has come into existence by this Word. And this Word, this Logos that created everything and sustains everything became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. And we beheld his glory, the one-of-a-kind glory, generous inside out like father, like son. And this word was the light of all mankind, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. As the book of John opens with this, it sounds an awful lot like some other book in the Bible, doesn't it? (laughs) It sounds an awful lot like the first chapter of Genesis. John is saying that this Jesus that we see in the Gospels, he didn't just come on the scene as a human. 
He was the very word that brought creation forth in the beginning. He's the very one who holds it all together. He is the Christ that exists eternally. And if you go back to the book of Genesis, it opens like this. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and void, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The picture we have is of of the raw materials that God is going to create with, but they are dark and murky. murky. (laughs) They are watery chaos. And God speaks let there be light and there was light and each day of creation we see that god speaks creation forth from the depths of watery dark chaos god brings forth form brings forth new life and what we see of these disciples on the road to emmaus is that's exactly what the risen christ is doing for them They are drowning in disappointment. Their beliefs, their theology, their doctrine, everything they thought about God has come apart. Everything that they expected is broken. They're in despair. Talk about chaos within. But as Jesus begins speaking, something is happening on the inside. See, I, I, I believe that We all experience truth in our life. We all know what that's like for all the lies out there. (laughs) For all the lies on Fox News and CNBC and Twitter and Facebook. And we all experience truth. And sometimes we experience that truth coming to the communion table. Sometimes I've had moments where I'm taking of communion and and I, I feel like something becomes clear in my life, like the light shines, like just like that breaking of bread, that, that my eyes are open to something. Sometimes in the midst of worship, I, I have an experience of God that, that speaks to the chaos within me and gives form a new life. But you know what? It doesn't just happen within church or religion Because after all, Christ is what holds the entire universe together. Sometimes I've encountered truth, and you may have as well, where you hear a song. You ever heard a song that just, the, 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 the melody and the rhythms and the emotion and the lyrics all conspire to say something that you have intuitively known your whole life, but you were never able to put it into words? Is it just me? Sometimes we see a film, a scene in a film, which like, once we see it, we're like, yes, that explains it. That is something that I felt. Sometimes it's in literature. Sometimes it's in a conversation with a friend. I have conversations with friends all the time where somebody just says something. I'm like, wait, wait. What you just said was, was, was not just little T truth. That was like, that, 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 is, that is order coming out of chaos. See, the resurrection is an invitation to pay attention. Truth is all around us. Christ is all around us. Christ is in us. Christ before us. Christ behind us. Christ is holding this whole thing together. And when you actually have an encounter with truth, the resonance that you feel and the depths of your being that is way beyond your political and religious beliefs and your preferences and your prejudices, that is an experience with truth. And we know we experience truth because when you experience truth, it is order 
coming out of chaos. It is new life. Because here's the deal. When Christ rises from the tomb that Easter morning, see, the Gospel of John is is drawing this parallel with the book of Genesis because he's trying to make a statement about why Jesus came into this world. It's about new creation. Jesus rises from the grave, not on the last day of the week, but the first day of the week. The first day, because God is doing something new. It is new creation. And when Christ rises from the tomb, so does a new creation. And every encounter that we see that the disciples have with the risen Christ, Jesus is calling forth form. He's calling forth new life. He is awakening them, opening their eyes. And here's the thing. Here is something that happens when you experience the risen Christ just like those disciples on the road to Emmaus. When the light bulb goes off, you realize God was in all of it. Listen, when you you experience the risen Christ, you realize you can look over your life and you go, even the times of confusion and despair, even when I felt like God wasn't anywhere near, God was in all of it. He's never left. He is the ground of all being itself. I love how Jesus walks along them in their disappointment and wakes them up. My prayer for each of you and myself is that we could not just have correct doctrine or theology, intellectual stuff. I don't think Jesus is so concerned about that. My prayer is that you could experience Christ. Because until you experience Christ, it's just all intellectual anyway. I want you to stand with me this morning, and we're going to close with a prayer today to the risen Christ. Join your voices with me. Risen Christ, bring order to the chaos within us. Risen Christ, be the word by which we understand. Risen Christ, be the light that illuminates and guides us. May the power that raised Jesus from the dead bring life within. May the power that raised Jesus from the dead strengthen us with vigor. Because of You, risen Christ, we need not fear hardships, troubles, or even death itself. May Your love be set loose in our hearts. May our eyes be open to see You in all of creation. May our ears be open to hear your voice in all of life. May our hearts be open to your kingdom and your purposes. You have awakened us from our sleep. Let us continue to walk in the light of your love and grace, our resurrected King. Amen. Amen. Happy Resurrection Sunday. I'm so happy to share this all with you. Let's do it one more time. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. God bless y'all.